All right, competitor, I hate to break it to you, but there's no such thing as being fearless. However, I'm going to talk today about how we learn to fear less so we can live more. My name's Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to help driven people build a winning mindset so they can build their winning life. Welcome to the show. What's up, competitor? Welcome to the podcast. Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer. Excited that you're here for a brand new day as we finish out a brand new week. And we're into June, June 3rd, rocking and rolling. Want to kick off the show today giving a special shout out to Competitor Nation, Mike Brilla. Mike is a teacher, which means he has got to be super close to summer vacation. But Mike's heavily involved in Competitor Nation. He's in our morning text club. I love getting to see his contributions to the community, sharing feedback, sharing what he's done. In fact, he's totally chimed in on a, a thread we've had in the community around time management, blocking, and where things have worked and where you got off track. And so, Mike, appreciate your involvement and active role in Competitor Nation. Love having you there, man. Big shout out to you. And for you listening, if you are not in Competitor Nation, want to encourage you to get plugged in, get started. All you got to do is head to facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day or community.competeeveryday.com. That'll take you to the special app where we do small group coaching, where we have a ton of other options to dive deeper into building the right mindset, building a better, stronger leadership influence so you can go and build your best life. As we dive into today's show, I want to encourage you to join that Morning Motivation Club that I mentioned Mike's a part of. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 972-945-9113. That's podcast to 972-945-9113. You'll be opted in to the free membership program. You'll get one to two texts a week. You occasionally get some birthday messages from me. And if you want to join the Daily Motivation Club, you want to get it each and every morning with a text from me that's going to challenge you, encourage you, and help you start the day focused and ready to compete. You can sign up for that. It's less than $2.50 a month. Super easy. Helps us pay for the software that we use to be able to text with everyone back and forth. And heck, once you're in the club, all you got to do is send a message back and I'll say hi. Ask all of the thousands of competitors on there when they respond. They're going to get a response back. I love talking to you because it is not a bot. It is not a program. It is me sending it to you because I want you to start the day ready to compete. So if you want to join, all you got to do, text podcast to 972-945-9113, and I'll see you in the club. So what is this idea of being fearless? And why is it really more about fearing less? 
there's a, a video, and I've talked about it perhaps here on a past episode of Free Solo. It's the documentary around Alex Honnold, the rock climber who performed this free solo climb of El Capitan in Yosemite. The El Capitan. It's this, I mean, terrifying if you're scared of heights watching this. And there was a point in Alex's career where researchers and scientists believed that his brain didn't process fear like anyone else. Like his brain just didn't run through the same chemical reaction that we all do. There's like a blockage, something that prevents him from being afraid. Because any one of us, free solo climbing this mountain face, heck, climbing practically anything, are going to have like all sorts of fear overdrive. And what they found was fascinating. Because Alex's brain processed fear just like the rest of us. Same chemical response. The difference was Alex had continually put himself into these situations, so he was more accustomed to it. And when that feeling and that chemical shot reaction in his brain would happen, he knew how to process that moment and shift his focus into what his next step was, where he was going to put his hands next. It wasn't that Alex was fearless. It's that he had trained his body through repetition to fear less. And that's what it's really all about. Because fear is part of our everyday life. We don't think about it too often unless we're getting on a roller coaster or going into a haunted house. For some people, stepping on stage to give a, a talk or a sales presentation. Like there's different points in our life when we're afraid but those are really the only times we think about it. But, but fear is really with us every day. Fear of other people's opinions and, and what we're going to post on social media. Fear of going after a goal and failing. And what will other people say or, or what does that say about us? Fear of, of not being good enough for the things we want in life. It's fear. It's fear that tricks us into being complacent and not going after goals. It's fear that distracts us a lot of times from what we should be doing. It's fear that ruins a lot of our relationships because instead of addressing and having a tough conversation because we're afraid to say something wrong or we're afraid of what we're going to hear, we sit back and let the relationship fall apart. And so today, what I really, I just keep chewing on over and over and over again is how life is about how to fear less and not be fearless. Because I, be, I think being fearless is a almost unattainable goal. And so there's a couple things I want to talk about today. But before I tell you why and how some things we can do to overcome fear and, and kind of the anxiety and everything that bundles with it, I want to tell you why this is so important to me. So... 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, I allowed fear to talk me out of a dream. I grew up thinking that I was going to play football all the way through. I got scared, or I didn't get scared. I got hurt going into college. I hurt my shoulder. Didn't have a chance to play freshman semester. I uh, was going to go out as an academic athletic walk-on at TCU. And doctor said, hey, you can have surgery or you can rehab. But if you rehab and you go out and play, you're going to have multiple surgeries getting hit on this shoulder. So I said, cool, I'm going to go be a student. I talked myself into that thinking this was the best route. 
couple months into the school year, as my friends will absolutely testify, I missed the game so much. I, I hated having conversations with my roommate who was on the team when he would come out to watch intramural games and be like, you got to come out and play. Like, you can still play. And so after the spring semester started, I, I kind of just said, F it, I'm going after this. And I went out. And because I was late, because I'd missed the fall semester, I got put into working out by myself. And now I, I don't come from a family of fitness people. My, my folks, my dad's gotten more into fitness over the years. My mom loves to walk now, but we didn't grow up like talking about working out in fitness. It was kind of just me with sports. And I remember that week, I will always remember that week for the rest of my life of not really having a clue what to do in the weight room. If you knew Don Summers at TCU, he's an imposing, scary individual. And when you're just in my shoes, he doesn't care about you. And I remember going into the weight room and feeling intimidated. I remember being in the locker room, and it's that freshman in the varsity locker room. I remember going in there and realizing I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I'm terrified of making the wrong mood. I had such a, a fixed mindset around it. I remember going through the week and it was the worst week of my life in terms of mentally and stomach. Like I was sick at my stomach every day. I was scared to mess up. I was going through a whole range of emotions because fear had gotten a foothold in my ear. And more than anything, it was telling me two things. One, oh, you've got this pit in your stomach. Everybody says, listen to your gut. You should listen to your gut. You shouldn't feel this way. And the second thing it kept telling me over and over again, it said, this is your love. This is what you think you're good at. This is what you want to do. What if you fail? What will you become? And I remember that just kind of haunting me over and over again. I remember feeling like I didn't belong, that I wasn't good enough. I remember feeling like, should I listen to my gut and everything I'd heard from a whatever standpoint of always listen to your gut. And I remember that Friday afternoon, finishing a workout in the weight room by myself, not really getting much help from the coach that day. And I remember walking out and looking in the mirror in the locker room. And I remember hating the feeling in my stomach. I was sick at my stomach. And more than anything, I remember looking at my reflection and hating who I saw in the mirror because of how I felt that way. I thought that I would walk in and start training and it would all feel natural and I wouldn't feel overwhelmed and I wouldn't be scared and I would I would just go because that's what's supposed to happen right when you have a goal and it's a passion and you're supposed to chase it it's supposed to not feel uncomfortable right of course not anytime you do something new anytime you get out of your comfort zone anytime you try to grow it's going to be uncomfortable and scary but I remember that moment at 19 years old and walking out the door that day thinking I hated this and I never wanted to feel this way again. And over the next two years, three years, I struggled with grief like I had never known. I struggled with grief of losing a game I love, but knowing I had walked away from it. I struggled walking away from something I knew I could still excel at because I was scared, I was embarrassed. And I remember just the mental toll that it took on me and not really even having an idea of how to process it or deal with it. But fear wrecked me in, late, in 19 to 20, 21, 22. 
And it wasn't until years later that I understood that the discomfort and the fear and everything that was going on in me is because I'd never done this before at this level and it was something new and feeling like an imposter was fine because I was going somewhere I'd never gone. But at the moment, I just allowed fear to talk me out of what I loved. Flash forward years later. I'm an early adult, just started CrossFitting. It's about 2010. And I remember talking to friends and watching friends stay in relationships that were unhealthy. They hated it, but they, they were scared of being single again. I talked to friends that were in jobs they hated with bosses that just sucked, but they were scared to look for a job thinking it would be the same anywhere else. I remember seeing people settle and I remember it broke my heart because in that moment, I remember being 19 all over again and allowing fear to talk me out of what I wanted, what I could have done, what my opportunity was. And I, and I realized in that moment that the, that the regret of not taking action is always going to be a heavier burden and grief than the failure of it not working out. Like I can live with the failure of losing a game, of not being perfect, of things not going my way, but I can't live with the regret of not giving myself a shot. And I carried with me for years the fear, not even the fear, the regret of choosing fear over competition. Ironic, right? See, it was, it was that decision and seeing friends go through the same thing that ultimately sent me down the path of starting this brand. If, if you don't, if you're new to the brand and haven't been around it for a while, like I started compete every day because I wanted people to show up and compete to reach their full potential. I didn't want them to get to the end of their life and be stuck with regret for the things that they didn't do for the other people's opinions that they allowed to shrink themselves into these box. I wanted them to show up and become their best. And the only way to do that is to every single day, wake up with this attitude and mentality. You're going to be better than you were the day before. I saw that. I saw this is a chance to change your life. And I saw that I didn't make this choice at 19 and I carried the burden of it and how it haunted me and how it ate me up and I never wanted anyone else to go through it ever again. And so I launched this brand. I came up with this crazy idea. It started first as this idea of stacked, of how can you pursue greatness in, in the areas of your health, your relationships, your faith, your, your life, like all of these different things. And eventually massaging and morphing and working that message, it just came down to compete every day because I was a competitive person. And I believe that the only way we become our best is by putting ourselves in areas where we can compete. And I knew that the biggest regret of my life is the fact that I walked away from the chance to do that. And the funny, funny part about this story is I would love to tell you that I became more fearless after that, after I launched it. Starting a business is scary. The roller coaster of emotions and ride can be scary, but, but fear stuck with me for a while. Because this story you're hearing, I've only told for about the last eight to nine months. I remember the first time I was telling this in front of other people. My voice was breaking. My emotions were welling up. Because I told myself another story and I told myself, have I ever shared why I started Compete Every Day? The compelling reason that, that got me down this path, I would be a fraud. That nobody would take this idea of competing every day seriously because why would you be a competitor if you walked away from your opportunity to compete? 
And it wasn't until I got to talking about it, and especially with a few friends I used to train with on the speaker side, that I always laughed that I never really opened up. And then they heard me tell this story and it all started to click, why? And they were like, you gotta tell this more. Because if anything, you're not always somebody who chose to always compete. You're somebody who failed, who fear got in the way, and you found a way to overcome it. And none of us are perfect. And none of us can relate to perfect. But we can relate to being too scared to try something. And we can understand that there's a way to learn how to overcome it. And so now you're hearing about it today. And I hope more than anything, my prayer of telling you this is, to let you know we're all going to have moments in life that we wish we had a do-over with. That fear talked us into being complacent, talked us into not doing that thing because we were scared of that we might fail or scared of what other people were going to say about us. There's always going to be points in that, but the trick is to allow what has happened to have happened, to now learn from it and say, I'm not going to allow it to happen again. That that has happened. I can't keep reliving it. I can't do what Jake did from 19 to 28 and continually beat yourself up because you were too scared to take a chance on yourself. What you have to do is what Jake did recently and say, I'm drawing a line in the sand and say, I can't change that. That's happened. But here's what I learned from it is that fear will disguise itself as that pit in your stomach. That fear is going to get in your ear and lie to you and tell you that the safe route is the best route. That fear will ruin your life if you let it. But the good news is you don't have to let it. It all starts with just one choice. Just the next decision that you feel that pit in your stomach say, not today, Satan, not today, fear. I'm going to make the courageous choice. See, more than anything, I hope you realize why I'm so passionate when I open every show, when I open every talk and say, as your chief encouragement officer. Because what is encouragement but simply the ability to inspire courage? And what is courage? It's not being fearless. It's about learning to take action while you're afraid. Embracing the feelings of the moment and saying, you know what? I am scared. But what I'm about to do is more important to me than being afraid right now. That making sure I go after this, even if I fail, is more important than asking myself for the rest of my life, what if I had? Because the regret of wondering and wishing and playing what if is always a heavier toll than just processing and getting past and getting back up from a failure. And so I don't, I don't know where you are today. I don't know if this has struck a chord with you and you can relate to this. I don't know if there's somebody in your life that needs to hear this story that's stuck on something they did in the past. But I want you to know that fear will always be a part of our life but it doesn't have to be the controller of our life. We have the agency. We have the power to be courageous, to be bold. And, and it's not anything big. It's small, teeny, tiny, little bitty choices every single day that stack up. Those are what's most important. If you've ever seen the movie, We Bought a Zoo, it's that one line. All it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage and great things will happen. Every one of us listening, we can go 20 seconds of burpees. We can run as hard as we can for 20 seconds. We can get up and take that stage for 20 seconds. And sometimes all we need is that 20 seconds to get going. That's going to help us roll. And so today I wanted to share my story with you. 
first, to just let you know where I've come from, to let you know the heart behind this brand and why the idea of being the encouragement officer is so important to me, why you're so important to me, because I don't want you to go through what I went through for a decade. And, and I want you to realize that if you are going through it now, that there's an opportunity to change that. And so now what I want to do is shift gears. I know it's one of the longer solo episodes we've had in a while. But what I want to do now is shift gears just a little bit and tell you a couple of ways you can work through fear and learn to live more while fearing less. One of the first things that, that I love the most and intend to still do is actually this idea of fear setting. Tim Ferriss talks about it. I think he does it every month now feel like once a quarter or whenever something big or bad happens, it's really important to do. And really what it involves is writing down what you're afraid of. Writing down what scares the hell out of you. And then on the other piece of paper, maybe drawing a line down the middle and just addressing, if this happens, what will I do? If this happens, how am I going to feel and how will I respond? It's about putting all your fears on paper and then making a plan. It's not putting it on there and believing that it's going to magically happen because the universe is conspiring against you because you wrote it down. Bullshit. What it's doing is saying, if this happens, how am I going to respond? So if it actually does happen, I'm going to have a plan in place. It's just like any military unit goes into a mission identifying every possible thing that could go wrong and what are the contingency plans. They're hoping everything goes right according to plan. But life is about how we deal with imperfections and how quickly we respond. And so because things may not always go according to plan, they want to have a plan in place for that. So they're prepared. And the same goes with our fears. Writing it down on paper, one, helps us learn to conquer it. But two, helps us create a plan of what we're going to do and how we're going to overcome it. One of the other ways that I love to just do when I feel fear and anxiety and all of that, because think about it, fear for a lot of us is thinking about a situation in the future that has not happened. Think about it. What, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of something that has not happened yet because we're thinking of a specific situation or scenario where it could happen. And so what we're doing in that moment is imagining the worst of the worst. What if we shifted our focus off of the worst of the worst and what can happen to us and start looking for opportunities on how we can help others. See, it's interesting what happens with your system when you are focused on the fear and what's going to happen to you and what you're afraid of. And then you shift your focus to a friend, to a coworker, to a spouse, to a client and look for opportunities to help them. It's by taking the attention off of you and onto them that you can better control those feelings in the moment. From a nerve standpoint, I tell people, you know, they ask, are you, you ever nervous when you get on stage to speak? Or, you know, I'd be terrified. And I tell them that my job as a speaker on stage is not for me. It's not to look good. It's to be in service of those in the audience. And so every time when I'm getting ready to go on stage and, I, and I've got the excitement and my body's race, I'm ready to roll, I just keep reminding myself, I look at the audience from backstage or the side and just say, I'm here to help you. I can't wait to help you. How can I help you today? And I just look for those opportunities to add value to people's lives. It tends to quiet some of those. The other thing that we tend to do when we think about fear is we always think about what's the worst that could happen. Here's a question. If we write down and acknowledge what's the worst we, that could happen, 
we owe it to ourselves to in the same fold, write down and acknowledge what's the best that could happen. We're so quick to jump to the negative, but what if the positive is where we need to focus the optimistic side? So challenge yourself to do that. One of the other ways I'm going to challenge you of when you are feeling afraid and you're overwhelmed and, and you don't know what to do. It's to challenge yourself to say, where can I get help? Where can somebody else help me? Who do I trust? Who is that samurai sword in my network that I can go to and talk to about what I'm afraid of? They can help me work through this process. I think that's a big one that a lot of us try to go through life alone when we don't have to. When there's others alongside us that are willing to come alongside us and help us. And so make sure you've got those people in your life and then identify them. And when you're struggling with fear, put your ego aside and understand this is in the pursuit of excellence. We can try to look perfect and polished and everything all together, or we can be real and authentic and connect with others and say, Hey, I'm afraid of this. Can you help me work through it? And then last is embrace the growth mindset that comes with dealing with fears and growing. The first time we do anything, we're probably scared. We're nervous. We're not going to be very good at it. The first time I stepped on stage to give a talk, I was antsy and nervous. The hundredth time I stepped on stage to give a talk, I was ready to rock and roll. I was excited. And the way I got through that is by understanding the growth mindset piece of it. That every day, every experience, every rep is an opportunity to improve at something. And that by making a small little bit courageous choice today. I'm building the confidence that I can make it again. And, and maybe just maybe I can make a little bit more of a courageous one. That if I give in to fear, to fear today at 98%, tomorrow I'm going to give in to fear less at 95%. And that little by little, I'm going to grow and build the mindset that is not fear less, but learns to fear less because I'm going to create the habit of choosing courage. I'm going to have the uncomfortable situation, conversations with people when it's an uncomfortable situation. I'm going to have those talks with my spouse, my friend, my coworker. I'm going to, I'm going to set those standards. I'm going to go outside my comfort zone and apply for that opportunity that is a little bit beyond where I'm fully qualified and feel like I'm 100% confident in. And I'm going to take it because I know going through it, I'm going to grow and get better. I'm going to choose to wake up every day and compete. Because comfort and complacency is what fear tags you with and builds you and leaves you with regret at the end. And I don't want that anymore. Life is not about being fearless. But how can we make little decisions every day that make us more courageous so that we create the habit of learning to fear less? Don't let fear rob you of what you could achieve. And most of all, don't let fear rob you of who you could be because I'm cheering for you to become your full potential. And when it's all said and done, you ended on empty, exhausted, victorious, probably carrying a couple of cuts and bruises and failures along the way, but you are empty and there's no bag of regret on your shoulder. Finish strong. Finish the week strong today. Set the tone for the rest of this year. Draw your line in the sand and say, today is the day that I quit living in fear and start learning to overcome it. Go in your day, competitor. I'm cheering for you. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.